0: Okay, okay, okay. Ready over there?
1: Yeah, just you know, pick it up so I can
0: put on my first media. Hey, nothing (laughs) matter with
1: that. You know, I'm ready whenever y'all boo.
2: All right, let's get started. I'm
1: gonna act like this don't ain't here, anywho. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I am your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T. And this is the I Can't Make This Up podcast. (laughs) And all that wild shit. Oh, man. Uh, I want to thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another installment. Um, It has been a trying week for us uh, DMVers. Um, 2020 uh, holds no punches. And I have a guest here that can contest to that, Uh, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to introduce uh, my family. My cousin, uh, business owner, um, proud black mom, um, college graduate, um, full time mother, uh, teacher, employee, and business owner. Like she's black women are uh, superheroes in real life. You know what I'm saying? So y'all gotta y'all gotta yeah you gotta you gotta recognize that. You know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my guest, LaDeria Benson.
1: Hey, what's up out there? What's up? What's up?
2: She's trying to uh, you know, use a radio voice and shit. Trying to
1: use shit. my little sexy <laughs> <laughs> hey. voice.
2: Radio voice or not, um, we are here to talk shit. Hey, You
1: know
2: you what know, I'm saying? I,
1: I love that
2: shit. This is, this is the I Can't Make This Up podcast. It's a podcast I created. For people to have dope discussions about life, everyday events, and, you know, share stories, you know, people like us, we have some incredible things that happen to us Boy. that you, you only see on TV sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, all, all, all I can say is um, no one is this creative to come up with the stuff that happens to us. At least for me. You know what I'm saying? It's it's. <sighs> you ever You ever had a squirrel come directly at you? Yeah. 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 Like squirrels usually run away from humans.
1: No, nah, not these junks.
2: Yeah. So I, I had I had at one point in time in my life, uh, working in the, the cable field, um, I witnessed a squirrel come out of a tree and beeline towards me at nine o'clock in the morning. My <laughs> only thought was that squirrel knew something I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't want to find out what that was. So I got the fuck. I looked the stupid hopping on the hood of a vehicle for a squirrel. Over a squirrel. But I didn't die. <laughs> the next man might have. I don't know. The lady was just like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "You didn't see it." They're like, "What?" Okay.
1: Especially them Jones down there by um like Navy Yard area and shit. Like them Jones just be walking freely on the sidewalk, like we in a way and shit. Like,
2: like the pigeons or rats in New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they they literally will you know. stand up and say, "Move, nigga." <laughs> <laughs> it's shit. Not fair. I don't understand it. I understand it. <laughs> so um uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, let's see. Where do I begin? Well, first and foremost, um Terrence, you know, and I have the type of bond that is very different from any other type of bond that I have with a male out here. See, one thing he didn't say is we grew up playing football and shit together. And, like, he used to tackle me and shit when I used to have the ball. And, like, I really didn't like Terrence when we was kids, but I grown up to like him because of his funny-ass fucking stories he's <laughs> he used to tell. But over the years, I even told this nigga. I was like, dog, you need to record these fucking stories you be telling Nobody will believe the shit that <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will believe the shit that you would say, young, I swear to God. So I seen it in the making, young. I ain't gonna tell you how many times you done made my motherfucking ass cry. Like <laughs> tears rolled down my face in all with some of the stories. So I'm glad to see you here. I'm proud of you. And of course you know I love you. Now that's off my chest. I am what they call a, a strong-minded woman. I feel like I can call myself that at this point. I am a business owner, and I also work for somebody else. But to double back, I started my business when I wasn't working for somebody else. I realized I had just had my son. Shit was tight. Bills was tight. You know, my kids' father and I, we were just trying to manage and shit. And, you know, by me not having no income, I felt bad as a mother not being able to, like, support or put nothing to the table or whatever. So, mind you, I did have another business. I was doing insurance. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When I was doing life insurance. So. Yeah. That shit was bringing in bread, but when I had my son, I had to, like, chill because I had to focus on him. And, you know, daycare fucking cost so much. So, when we made that decision financially for me to stay home, to be with the baby, that's when that shit hit. So, when I started my business, Cincy, it is spelled just like the word sent, at an S and a Y, Cincy. I discovered it from actually my kid's father. He is... If you want to say uh, a person that like smell good, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Can we say we smoke weed on this podcast? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so like anybody that know me know I've been a weed smoker since God knows how fucking long. Well, he came over my house when we first started dating. And, like, he broke my oil burner dish, and that made me go off on him. And I was like, dog, you know, we was hitting the jam, all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was pissed off, and he went over to his cousin's house the next day and went to their bathroom, and the junk was plugged up. The Cincy one was plugged up in the, um, the bathroom. And he came out and was like, hey, what is that smell? And she was like, oh, that's Cincy in there. He came home. He bought me one from her with the wax and everything. And that's how I fell in love with the product. First, I was like, damn, this shit, my motherfucking kill weed smells. And you ain't got to do nothing but just turn the shit on like a little lamp. You can leave that joint on all day. Oh, yeah. I'm about to start buying more of these junk. So, like, as time went on, people was coming over my house like, girl, what's that? That smells good. Like, And I'm pointing to the shits in the house, like, showing them like how the different designs was and all that shit. And then next thing you know, I started sending people to the cousin-in-law and I was like, hold on, I can make some bread off of this shit because I'm sending everybody that come over my house, over her house to buy the products. So when I talked to her, she was like, yeah, you can sell this shit too. And I was like, bet. So I honestly didn't even have the money to start my business. It was $100 to start. So how I got the bread is Real talk, my kid's grandmother went to Atlantic City and hit some money. She came back and broke bread with us and was like, you know, take this money for the kids, whatever. And I took $100 of that and invested into my business. And I didn't look back.
2: $100 investment.
1: $100 investment on myself. I bet it on my fucking self. I said, I got to feed my kids. I got to do something. I ain't about to sit here and let my kids go without and that's the reason why I still believe in you should have your own business to build it on the basis of letting yourself have something else to call out here in this world. And right. that's when I found out. That's what I wanted to do. Be a business owner. This world.
2: I agree. That was I,
1: 2014. I've been doing it ever
2: since. 2014. Six years ago. Yeah. I um I told myself. Um, in the beginning of this year, when I realized my nine to five job, yeah. it isn't going to work out, and um, I'm gonna end up putting somebody through some drywall. Oh shit! Um, yeah, I'm I'm tired of going on these job boards and looking for somebody to give me a seat at the table.
0: Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going
2: to build my own table. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So yeah. this is the start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Um. I Can't Make This Up podcast, step one. Okay. Uh, step two, Landover Legend Studios. Oh, that's an
0: you amazing You know what I'm saying? So,
2: I'm going to make that happen. But, shit. so, you took a $100 investment. Yep. You got started on Sensei. I
1: flipped it, started my business. Uh, all them same motherfuckers that was coming over my house, buying all my shit up. All of them end up being my customers. You know, sharing the products with their coworkers and other family and all that other shit. Referrals, clientele, me coming over people' houses, showcasing the products, all of that—that that shit just thrives. For real, for real, my clientele base is to the point where like they're so loyal, I realize I don't have to follow up as much as I used to.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They just go on my website and order.
0: Uh, what's, so, what's your website?
1: So my webs my website is the nicest that Cincy that U S and that is n i c e s t that Cincy S-C-E-N-T-S-Y that U S
2: for all my listeners that uh, can't really spell like that you should put Siri next to the to the speaker <laughs> on that part because I ain't gonna lie I heard what she said and I know how she spells the nicest but I ain't about to repeat it phonetically <laughs> for y'all and look like a fool. because She's going to be like, nah, you, you skipped a Z. A Z? I thought it was a P. I'm sorry. First um, of all, next. <laughs> you
1: stupid. Okay. Okay. So, yes, uh, yes, yes. It's the real deal. I mean, like right now, I'm mad that you could burn that candle, but because I get the objective of burning the candle, idea, But I'm looking to the left, and his Cincy Warmer is right there in place, ladies and gentlemen. So, the products are real deal. And Anybody who smoke weed, like for real, or just like to smoke in their house, cigarettes, whatever the fuck it is you got, sage and all, you need to get one.
2: So and, what's the, uh, sorry to cut you off. Okay. Um, what, what's the, the products?
1: So Scentsy is a lot of things, but we are based on wax and warmers. So our warmers are specially made um to melt our wax. <laughs> the reason why our wax is specially formulated is because it doesn't require a lot of heat to melt. So our warmers realize the highest voltage it may use is like 25 watts mm-hmm. to warm the wax. It don't burn it or anything. It just melts it and then it releases the oils in the air. So that's how you get the the uh large synth or the aroma, whatever it is you want and everything. It's the same idea as a candle, but it's wickless. So you can leave it on, um, leave it on meaning it has a light bulb on the inside. You turn it on, turn it off, leave it on all day, all night. I mean, I haven't heard nobody say the electric bill went up because they had since warmers plugged up in their house, even people that have a whole rock on, And that's where we're based at and our wax doesn't even get hot so I was a believer in the product when my son was like maybe six seven months old little Rob was crawling around on the floor and shit and he bumped into the one that was plugged in the wall and the wax spilled on his back he didn't cry or nothing it didn't even like burn him all we did was just fucking take his shirt off (laughs) (laughs) And and waited till the wax cooled down because it fell on the hardwood floor, and then we just like scraped it with an old credit card, and then shit got it.
2: it's semi child proof.
1: It's safe. It's
2: very well, safe. Okay,
1: very safe and non toxic. So like, if you got like real prone allergies to like real deal fruits, vegetables, or anything that's in our products, because we do use synthetic and um, artificial oils for a lot of our scents, um, but you won't have no allergic reactions to it. Like me, I'm allergic to pomegranate, but that is my favorite scent and it does not bother me.
2: (laughs) That's dope. I was about to say, you in there taking antihistamine because you want to smell pomegranate. Right,
1: right. That's when I was like, oh yeah, this shit legit. And once they start coming out with different product lines that smell good too, like stuff to use for your bathrooms, for your kitchen, Shit for your laundry, like the laundry shit I like because it get the funky smells out. Like if you got like a uniform, you wear that shit all day every day, or you got workout clothes. Sometimes that tide or that all my hammer or that old may not like kick the smell out, but them Johns like do. They got laundry liquid, they got stuffed animals. Um, we got stuff you can put in your car. We got sprays. We got a lot of shit. I mean, <laughs> if you can think about any place you wanna have scent, motherfucker, we got it. <laughs> whatever you think about using a scent at, we got it. Even for washing your pets. We got shampoo and shit for your pets.
2: Like <laughs> That's dope. That's dope now. I, I yeah. copped the I copped the uh the candle uh uh wax or whatever and a spray and the uh the plug-in thing but my sister took that <laughs> but i didn't know about the the laundry uh
0: yeah so i some thing. samples yeah i'm uh,
2: i'm gonna have to hit your website up and place another yeah. order anyway because i've been preoccupied with other things yeah and i've okay. just been doing the whole amazon thing i ain't gonna lie I mean, you know, but I I invest in Amazon, so I'm kind of paying myself at the same time. So, you know, Um, it's 2020, people. If you don't know about stocks and bonds and bitcoins, I suggest you look at a YouTube video or newspaper clip Mm -hmm. and start investing in yourself because, yeah, that's where the money is. And it's change coming. Change is coming as of 2020. All right. So. How has 2020 affected your social business with COVID and everything?
1: Well, the only thing it has affected is really the shipping. Um, I must say I haven't seen a fluctuation in sales. I'm more so, for real, to be honest, I think I like what they call it, in like, space. Like, I underbid it, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. every month as far as my goal of sales that I would want to sell and I've exceeded them, like, every month. I kind of underestimated myself, if you want to say, because I thought, like, the COVID <laughs> was real live. I thought that like I ain't about to have no customers. Like, a one person may order once a month, but I find that um people put this shit on their grocery list. Like, yeah. it's, like, part of their their budget, no matter if it's you're reordering from me every month, every two months, or you just order a whole rack of shit and that shit will last you for, like, six months. Because the wax is, one cube of wax will last you through anywhere between three to seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Of turning it on and off, the warmer on and off, you know, depending on how long you want to have it running, depending on how long your uh, wax will last you as far as your scent. So you figure it comes with eight cubes of wax in each palette. You're good. You know what I'm saying? For a minute. So most people would just order enough to carry them for a few months. And next thing you know, they're refilling again every couple months on their own. They know what they like and they know what they're looking for and they know how much money they're going to spend at this point. So I figure $5 worth of wax, you know, goes a long way versus you keep buying the cheap shit out of, you know, I ain't going to speak of the other brand companies and stuff, but buying it out of there and then trying to use it in our warmer, you're doing yourself no justice. Like, just give me the $6 (laughs) and let me change your life. (laughs) Like, stop bullshitting. (laughs) Like... (laughs) For real, and like one thing I want to say to guys, for real, for real, this ain't no girly shit, and I don't mean no harm. I I do not like walking in a nigga house and his motherfucking shit thing, So yeah. why not have your home freshened up? If you about to have a lady come over there, and realize is is gonna change your life too, because you gonna start realizing like you gonna like your room, your house smelling good too. If you have not even gotten into, you know, scents and smell good. That's just for those who don't, you know what I'm saying, really do it like that. But yeah, it's it's the real deal. It's the real deal. deal. I've been using it myself since 2014 when I started selling it. And because I'm a believer in it and I use it the way I do, is like I can't help but to share it. So I feel like at this point I can't stop. My business. I can't be like, oh, no, I don't sell it no more. I got too many people addicted. <laughs> like, mm. she like, crap. I got too many people addicted friends, family, and fucking co workers. Imagine you in your office all day and people walk past and be like, damn, your office smells good as shit. All the time, niggas gonna get jealous and they gonna wanna know what that is. And that's how um, I grew my business at work, just off of that. And I didn't even say shit to nobody. I just had my little shit in there chilling in my office, my
2: So basically, you turn something that you consider a luxury for somebody else into a necessity for everybody yeah. around you.
1: Yeah.
2: That's dope. You're um, gonna
1: realize it's gonna make your home smell better than you constantly buying, you know, products in the store. You mm-hmm. know, because the quality of it lasts so much longer than the other stuff. You know, and I, when I look at spending money on stuff, I look at quality. So if it's something that's gonna work ten times better than a generic, I'm gonna invest in the real shit versus the generic just to get me by. Then I'm gonna be sitting here like, damn, she need work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, waste my fucking money, you know. But I found that when you are dealing with your health, you want to be a little bit more cautious of you spending and throwing your money at. So, these products as well are safe as well. So, I'm like, can't even beat that. And I got asthma. So, anything triggers asthma, you know, and people also tell me about their allergies, kids with eczema and all of that. Hey, everybody in my house got a health element. <laughs> so, nah. and they fuck with nobody. nobody. So, it's, it's that is that real. Is that real. Yeah.
2: So, what is it? Um, it's almost uh, hyper, what is it? Hyperallergenic, Exactly. Or mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's dope. That's a product that, and it's
1: not soy. And I love soy, mm-hmm. but it's not soy based. And the reason why it's not soy based because sometimes soy based products, when it gets in the air, that's when it causes the allergies and triggers. So that's why our products are not made with soy. At all. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so the okay, so the the million dollar question, what kind of wax is it? Because I keep, you know, people always be like, what kind of wax is it in? Okay, so y'all know how when y'all go get your feet done or your hands done and that paraffin wax and shit they put your feet in or your hands in.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well that wax
1: they put on your food. I'm I'm very grocery
2: store.
1: (laughs) See, there you go. It is food grade wax. So I'm not saying, you know. Let your kids eat it for lunch. But if somebody was to ingest it, a dog, cat, or your kid, yeah, you straight. Ain't nobody going to have to go to no children.
2: I, I wouldn't suggest them doing anything after that, but <laughs> it won't kill them.
1: Yeah, well, won't kill So, how can you be that? I, I mean, you really can't beat that.
2: I, oh. I, I, you look, you'll get no argument from me. Hey, So, uh, what would you say uh, was your biggest challenge? Um when you first got started, opposed to now?
1: Um, actually, having to put my big girl drawers on and walk out here and be the street and introduce Cincy to my neighborhood and community. Like, I had to get over that fear. if like, I wanted to spread my business outside of my cousins and, you know...
2: Family and friends. Family and
1: friends, yeah. And um, once I got over that, it was like, oh, shit. So I actually started with the people that I patronize, like businesses that I patronize, like bitch go pay stay farm for a car and show and go ahead to go get her head and go ahead get her nails and mm-hmm. if I'm going to all these different places and I'm patronizing their business, I'm like leaving my samples, not just business cards, but samples with the wax and catalogs and shit like that. <laughs> and um like going to State Farm and what I actually did was let them borrow the fucking product. I gave him a woman and was like, I'll come back in a week. And I had customers, referrals, and the people that worked in the actual establishment was like, Yeah, I'm on your line. And that's how I actually started like growing my business in my community. And then um, I started getting noticed by business owners and stuff. And I'm, I was getting emails asking, Hey, do you want to come set up and be an event at this event? Flea markets, bachelor parties, uh <clears throat> shoot, church events, schools, um, back to school night for schools. I've been at the um the RS building. I got to connect up there too. When, you know, before the COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I was up there, John, yeah, getting <laughs> it in. Um but once I got over that, I was okay with setting up my shit. And being posted up somewhere like a pop-up. I was comfortable once I got past the fear of actually talking to people. I've always been a talker and a people person. But like, hey, asking somebody about, do you want to buy my product was something I was scared to motherfucking do. But once I got over it and once I learned like conversation starters, Mm -hmm. that's what it was. Conversation starters. That's what helped me out. And I had to actually go through training. I had to reprogram the way I was thinking. So one thing I also liked about Cincy is because we're independent consultants, we have the right to run our business how the fuck we want to. And another thing about our business is um, we have Facebook groups and shit like that. So like us as consultants, we can like, you know, collaborate being groups, special groups, asking for tips, you know, you know, tips and stuff like that. And, Um, We have training calls where, like, people may share their experiences about whatever. And just hearing and knowing that it's other motherfuckers out here that's on the grind like you, and this is what they doing, you start networking, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like a ripple effect. Like, that's all you want to do and be around is motherfuckers who are resourceful, just like your ass. And that is how I started in 2014. Like, I hit the pavement hard. Between 2014... In 2017, the first three years, I hit the pavement hard, like hard. It was times where I was up late at night after helping the kids do homework, sending their off- ass off the bed, and I'm up making samples and shit like that. Late at night, going to bed like two, three o'clock in the morning, just so I can make sure i got enough shit to pass out when I'm in grocery stores. and all this other shit or I got invited to do an event to set up, make sure everybody they order or buy something, if you just come to my table, you know who the fuck I am. That was the the real deal. <laughs> like, bitch had to put blood, sweat, and tears in the <laughs> <laughs> first three years. But I'm seeing the peaks of my labor now. I don't I don't have to work hard at all. All I have to do is just make sure motherfuckers ain't you know, out here going the cheap way out, going to Walmart and shit. And I'm like, hey, you know, goddamn well it's been, you know, but I can joke and stuff with a lot of my customers now because they kind of like, they know. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, I wasn't before you know, but no, you wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, you wasn't, you know, but I find that once people see how much you believe in your own shit, it would inspire them to want to. Have a piece of whatever the fuck it is you got to offer. You got to be genuine to yourself and about what you have to offer, and I think that's what attracts the clients and the customers, right? Like, without you having to, you know, put on no front. Being uh, <laughs>
2: genuine in one hundred, yeah. I think a lot of people, at least today, like uh, back in the day, you wouldn't say people were on Asgard.
0: Yeah. As far
2: as detecting uh people want some bullshit. Yeah. But
0: mm-hmm. now it's
2: like uh that it's like almost an extra sense that, that comes mandatory yeah. with everybody. So you can kinda tell if somebody wants some bullshit yeah. or you know what I'm saying, they they genuine yeah. and they just, you know, trying their best to fit in like everybody else.
1: Right, right, right.
2: So uh let me ask you this, what would you say was your biggest success with Centre?
1: Being able to have something I can control and I can manage it how I want to manage it. And I can put in work or not put in work, but still know that it's mine. At the end of the day, it's mine. And I can take my business as far as I want it to take it. You know, some people just do it just for the habit, just to feed their own habit. And some do it like me. Because a bitch like to get her nails and fucking eyelashes <laughs> She's done and shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, you know. And paying, you know, money to get her fucking hair done, you know. And no, I don't have no weed, I have lots. You know, I like shit. So I look at it like my business is for me to just spend, like spending money. And my money I make for my nine-to-five is what I actually make sure, you know, bills and all that other shit, you know. It's very helpful, you know, being a mother of three. Mm -hmm. That extra income, like, alone helps me the fuck out. Like, there's no fucking way I'm going to not have something else extra on the side and just swear I'm so busy. Like, and I ain't got shit to show for, but I'm so busy and I can't do something for myself to earn a dollar. Out here, it's very important that um, people take having a business serious. Um, Because I don't believe we're taught that enough in schools and stuff like that, where you know financial wealth, you know generational wealth, Uh you know, is not taught. So I find that now our generation is more so taking building businesses more serious than our parents were. You know, they was more so like, no, you need that nine to five. You know, we're like, fuck a nine to five. You need nine to five plus, extra plus, you know? And because we're finding out like it's some shit. It's some bullshit and there. You might as well, my friend, have your own business so you can have something to call your own.
2: Multiple streams of income what? is the new normal.
1: It is the new normal. Yeah. I love that shit. I love that. I love seeing people that you know I've watched grow their businesses from the bottom up. Like I remember like their first post and be like, "Okay, now look at them." Three years later, you know, like those who stay committed—that's that's that's the key right there.
2: Commitment and consistency.
1: Yes, motherfuckers don't understand. You can't give up after six months to a year on your shit. Like you got to keep going. I mean, if you want it, you got to keep going. And a lot of people don't want to even have to put all their energy into something else. Even if it's something to make them successful, they won't do it. Because it's just an excuse. They feel like they're too busy. That is the biggest excuse we use is you're too busy. How are you too fucking busy in your boat? I'm just saying...
2: Not everybody, <laughs> in my opinion, uh, know how to prioritize or no, de- don't no. know what's important because, yeah. you know, some people look at it like I got to have I got to have my bills paid. I got to make sure this is right. I got to make sure this is covered yeah. when you can create the atmosphere where well, all that stuff will come regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the way I see it is. um, Yes, I am in a position where I can pay my bills, but that's all I can do.
1: Yeah. You know what
2: I'm saying? So
1: I know what it feel like to be there. So
2: I, my, my goal is to um, not have to, you know, check my bank account every so often. You know what I'm saying? Set aside a time where I could go on vacation and not have to make deposit payments yeah. and shit like that. But people don't even know how to, uh, you know, get to that point. You know, you like most people who were in their 20s and I said they went to school. That's they, my they, school? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They in a situation where, you know, they got deferred loan payments that they got to worry about or they messed yeah. around and messed their credit up with credit cards or, yeah. you know, co-signing for someone's chain yeah. or what the, whatever. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm hey.
1: saying? <laughs> Man's <Rams>, cards, motherfuckers. <laughs> Those yeah. wild shit. Yeah. So they kept
2: saying, they get to the point where they're just like, man, uh, they they come at me all the time. i ain't never gonna pay it, and it's it's hurting them.
1: Hurting them, you know. Now you can't they even... fucking oh now they're trying to repair their credit, and it's like you paying people to repair your shit, and all of this and that. Like, but that's the thing. We're not taught how to be better. In a financial standpoint, we are not taught how to prioritize none of that shit. A lot of real, real comes with just life experiences for some people. And then some actually come from them stepping out of their comfort zone and finding resources to help benefit them. You know, um, something to fuel their brain. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be a book, a person you may listen to on a podcast or whatever, whatever. You know, I'm finding that people are taking financial literacy like, to the roof now versus like 10 years ago when a bitch was in college, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people are really taking that shit more serious now than, than ever because we're understanding the lingo of what it is to budget now, to real life have a savings not like you put $50 over here today and then you then withdrew that 40, 40 <laughs> of that shit by Friday and you just put that shit in there on Monday like that's not a saving, you know, but we're finding out that people are taking it more seriously. People want to actually do shit now. They don't want to just work a nine-five, pay bills, and then that's it and retire. And then they can't even do shit when they retire because they ain't got no money. You know, people ain't, ain't thinking like that no more. They're trying to make sure that they have all the time so they can have nest days and shit like that. And, you know, so actually... Niggas are paying bills on time. <laughs> you know, people yeah. are paying a month out. You know, people are actually getting wiser with their shit because they're, you know, are learning. But then you have to tell them you got to hit that absolute rock bottom for them, bottom for them to get it you know, on, on, the medical, on, on board with shit. But I look at it as when you become naive to shit, then that's when you don't want to grow. So I find find out if you're not growing, you're not learning something daily, even if it is just about yourself, you know, you're not growing. And when you're not growing, that means you're not expanding. And if you're not expanding, that means you're fucking complacent in where you're at. That's all you want to be. This is where you want to be. You don't have nothing else. lined up for yourself. You know, and I, I can speak for... You know, just myself, you know, I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be successful and I wanted to build on some shit that I never was even exposed to. So, like when you hit on the nose about going to college, like I was the first one to go to college on my mother's side. Wasn't the first to go to college on my dad, but I was the first and oldest girl, granddaughter you know a in college and you know at the end of the day I end up being actually the first person to graduate college on both sides of my family and I didn't see that coming either but I wanted to do something to make myself successful and when I was in school I actually thought about a major that you can tweak you can add you can do a lot in versus just thinking of something common I can just go to trade school for. <clears throat> so that's actually why I chose to be in accounting because I actually liked it in high school. And I had one teacher out of all the teachers, because you know you don't learn shit in high school any fucking way. Or you don't remember <laughs> <laughs> or you don't remember that shit any fucking way. Yeah. You know, but you always got like one teacher that like sparked your interest in something, you know, and she was the one that sparked my interest in you know, how businesses are ran and how you can actually apply the same science to a regular schmegler life with income and bills and kids. So I was like, oh, well, I think I want to stay in the finance field then because you gonna always need help with that. And that's why I stayed in it. And, you know, thankfully, I've been able to have a career in it as well. I was able to do something with my motherfucking degree. You know, that was also a blessing as well to actually still be motivated and also still like what I went to school for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my thought process didn't change. Like, I thought it probably would, you know, because mm-hmm. you'd be so undecisive in your fucking early 20s and teens about shit in life, and then you realize, like, oh, shit, I did this, and I don't need like this shit no more, you know? But I'm kind of glad I didn't, didn't have that, but I think also... You know, looking at that motherfucking debt, like maybe <laughs> be like, nah, bitch, you better stay in it. <laughs> you know, I was in, you know, but that's the price you pay. So guess I can look at it like that, but I mean, real talk, you know, I I teach financial literacy to my oldest. And she's like, I'm fine, I don't need to go to university. because I don't wanna be in business. Hey and that's I'm a, like hey mom got your back <laughs> whatever you're interested in I got you you know we could go from here you know but that's what she want to do because she understands debt you know I didn't understand debt then I will just try and get a degree because that's what the world and the society said you should do is get your degree nine to 5, retire and
2: you know, that the, the smirk you're making, it reminds me of black parents. When, when they see you in your 20s and you're buying stuff or you get getting stuff and yeah. you come coming to see your own. And you'd be like, yeah, I just got this. And they'd be like, oh, all right. Yeah. Like, they know what's going to come with right. it. Like, they know, like, I've been there before. Uh-huh. I messed up. I'm still working on that. Right. You know, I got a, I got a Circuit City credit card I need to pay off. <laughs>
0: City
2: <Circuit laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I got Blockbuster on my shit. You know, shit that don't exist no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Was, it's, it was $17 and, and y'all want to charge me 700 now? Nah. Right. So, you know what? You just reminded me. Yeah. So, when I was in elementary school, um, I think it was fourth grade, um, I was uh, I was given this placement test, okay. like out the blue, um, for math and science. Okay. And I, I placed like in the 98% or something like that. Oh, shit. Sure. So the teachers um, told my mother, and they was like, I think you should put them in the magnet school. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, that was the
1: shit back in the day, going to a
2: magnet school. Yeah, so my mother told me and asked me about it, and I was just like, I mean, that sounds like fun one day. <laughs> the next week, I was withdrawn and put into a magnet school. <laughs> and it was messed up because I was in elementary school. I had never been in class with like friends from the neighborhood or whatever. Oh, shit. And like, even oh, my brother know. at the time, was in the same class, and I was just like, "All right, bet this is about to be lit." <laughs> and the next thing you know, I was called to the office. You know, when you got called to the office. Mm-hmm. It was because you going home because you because because uh, of something, mm-hmm. or you going to the dentist or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Nah, we taking you out of school." I was like, "What I do?" You know, so um I get I go to this magnet school. It's way out in the boonies. Uh, the bus picks me up in front of my house. Never had that happen before. But it picked me up at 6.30 in the morning. Oh. So I, I left school when it was, I left home when it was dark. Like I'm getting to know a bus driver on a first name basis. Because <laughs> it's like me Bro, and you me, to watch your
1: life. <laughs> me, me and eight
2: other people right. that's, that's in this particular part of town that's going to this school now. And like literally, if we go from like here to Chevrolet to Nally. To Glenard and then we go all the way out Bellsville.
1: Mm. Yeah, I know exactly what school. I did pass a cornfield or some
2: shit. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um, I get to the school, and it's like eighty five percent white people. Never been to a school and it was like that, so it was very different. Um, had a lot of experiences, um, a little bit of racism and some other stuff, but I, I'm gonna get into that, um, but. By the time I got out of sixth grade, I was taking Algebra 2 Trig. And I was put into a a program at Merlin University um, taking trigonometry um, in seventh grade. During the summer, I had no life. I I was tutoring juniors in my freshman year of high school. What? Yeah, because I was so advanced. But And I I I got put on the path like you to be an accountant, Mm -hmm. but then when I was in the class with the other people, I was just like, this this is not going to be my life. Like I I don't I'm good with numbers, but my life isn't numbers. I'm thinking about, um, you know, uh, the goofy movie and the difference between Max and his girl dog and shit like this, (laughs) and y'all talking about. Trigonometry and shit. I'm just like this. This is this is not me. I'm. I want to talk about Dragon Ball Z and shit like this. <laughs> niggas, niggas don't understand that though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, you get put on a path or you see something that you like see on TV. You idolize it or you try yeah. to imitate it and think that's what life is. Yeah. You don't know what life is until yeah, you get there. yeah till you start living it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's ne- I'm
1: teaching my kids to just fucking live. Right? Eventually, you gonna have to make your own rules for life.
0: Exactly. You know what
1: I'm saying? I ain't gonna be there to make them for you because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You gonna have to make your own rules in life because I realized that even though I'm 35 years old, I realized the bullshit rules I was or raised to believe was bullshit. It didn't work out. Like it didn't work out the way they said. You know,
2: yeah, that TV show. It some did bullshit. not work out. Now it's a it's a it's a blueprint but not an exact plan. No. Nope. You know what I'm saying cuz you could you can make a blueprint to build the tallest building in the world Yeah. and 9 times out of 10 uh it's going to get changed at least 100 times before it's actually finished yeah. cuz it's, it's going to be like nah, maybe that we'll part. be the maybe we'll be the third tallest building.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe fuck it. We do you know what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> we gonna put a strawberry at the top of this bitch. We don't need that fancy little weather machine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Something something stupid. Right, right. I don't know. But so uh what school did you go to?
1: South Carolina State. University
2: HBCU. HBCU. What what made you choose that school?
1: Real talk because all my family <laughs> lit out South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> But no, for real, for real, I did apply to Merlin U. I applied to Virginia Commonwealth. And I applied to St. Augustine and Penn State. A couple of them was like, okay, you can come here, but you gotta do a year at a community college and get some type of pre references out (laughs) the way. And then I had my final say-so on either going to South Carolina State or actually because I applied to Dubai, too, to do accounting or go to Dubai. My mother said, if you don't get your ass the fuck up out of here and go live, you'll never have the opportunity again. Why the fuck do you want to stay home when your father got your back? You know, I was blessed to have parents that was financially able to, you know, fit that bill, you know. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go out of state. And then I was down there with some family, you know what I'm saying? But I went all the way down there. But when I got there, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have. Like, fuck. Because it was totally opposite from what I was used to. I felt like... Because I was by myself, I had no friends or nobody I knew. I realized was by myself down that down. When I landed, I was by myself. I was like, "What the fuck did I just get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?" But I learned, I adapted. You know, um, I gained some friends along the way. A couple of them still are. I am friends with out of the ordeal, and I learned how to live as an adult. Like that was the The biggest life lesson, I learned how to live as an adult. That's where I started it when I was at HBCU. I learned how to be an adult. And that wasn't something that was taught. It was just lessons, learning from mistakes, you know, bringing them into opportunities. And then, you know, fucked around and got pregnant. And uh yes, he was a bi-local n a local nigga, you know. <laughs>
2: he, was <laughs> he wasn't a transplant, basically you know, the transplant. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Nah, we wasn't in class together, nah, you know, Mad met, Meta Club was some shit, you know. Down south you can do shit. Yeah, you couldn't do it in DC, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Shit was shit was ill. <laughs> 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 Them clubs, <laughs> clubs was ill. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what? I could I look at the ball at 7 minutes. what? You know, but it was real. And, but when I got pregnant with my daughter, that was the biggest test for me in life. Was I going to fall or was I going to keep standing strong? And when I had my daughter, I was like, nah, I'm going to finish. And I actually stayed down south for that purpose of finishing because I said if I move back home, I may take the rest of my finishing school because I may get too caught up in a lifestyle at home and shit mm-hmm. like that. So, no, nah, I'm going to stay away a couple more years, y'all. I got to finish this school. I got to get this degree underneath my belt, and then I'll be back home. And it worked out just like that. Just like that. That was my motivation to actually get a degree, not only on top of having a kid, but the fact that I felt like I was by myself. This was a goal of mine I had to accomplish was to get my degree no matter what. And I pushed myself so hard to do it. I didn't really have that many cheerleaders. Plus, I had my family support. You know, they definitely helped me with getting through some times where I was wanting to say, fuck this shit. I'm coming back home. And they'd be like, nah, bitch, you've been down there all this time. Get your motherfucking degree and stop tripping, you know. I appreciate y'all for that, like, cause y'all made me understand, like, I had shit to do and I need to do it and get it done and shut the fuck up and just do it. You got <laughs> the opportunity in front of you, bitch, just do it. And that was the best decision in my life. I graduated with my bachelor's degree, two thousand and eleven, and that's something can nobody take from me.
2: Yeah, you got the bills to uh <laughs> the bills to prove it. Like, yeah, yeah that's all me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah.
1: S- Anything in life, you should go at it just like that. Anything you want in life, you should go at it with that common denominator. Like, you can do that shit, and you can do it as long as you work for it and work hard enough. You can have
2: it. Um, I told myself I was going to be an Ninja Turtle. And he did, y'all. Especially <laughs> when we was kids. <laughs> and, I, minus the skin color, I got the face and the head. But, I just didn't <laughs> grow the shell yet. And I yes. think, I think once these karate lessons come, actually it needs to be ninjutsu. Once the ninjutsu lessons come yeah. through, I think I'm gonna make it happen. But it's only gonna be at night, and only select a few people will know my secret. <laughs> You know, say so I can't just be exposing the fact that I could stop crying <laughs> as a as a grown um,
1: oh shit
2: uh, martial uh, artist <laughs> reptile to everybody. Then, you know, ain't they gonna loud. ask me come to birthday parties and where's the mask and the swords and shit. Like, man, get off my back! I just want to drink this Hennessy <laughs> I ain't a celebrity.
0: You <laughs> stupid.
2: Oh man! So uh, uh, early when you was talking about wax, you made me think about uh, a very nostalgic moment. Oh. <laughs> so um, I can't remember the year, <laughs> but oh, but um, remember remember when the bandit was in the yard?
1: Yes, yes. Okay,
2: and you had that station wagon.
1: Yes, the Crown Vic Blue. Jones. Yeah. Now, (laughs) yeah, like I
2: said, I don't remember the year,
1: Um, but but the
2: bandit was in the yard.
1: It might have been two
2: thousand three. Was it that far back?
1: Yeah, I was a senior in high school when I had the baby. So
2: it might have been two thousand three, the summer two thousand three. Okay, it was me, you, and (laughs) Dwayne, and we was trying to smoke, and we was like, we gonna smoke in the bandit, and. We didn't have no lighter. (laughs) And I was rolling up the weed. I was like, damn. I was like, you got a lighter in your purse? You was like, nah. So I was like, fuck, I ain't got no lighter either. I was like, all right, Dwayne, go in my house. There's a candle (laughs) on the dresser next to my bed. (laughs) Go light the candle and bring it out here, right? (laughs) And this nigga was taking forever. (laughs) I was like, what is this nigga doing? And this how long ago, this how long ago it was. I had a phone with a digital answer machine and I called the nigga. I called my phone and yelled at the nigga on the answer machine to do with the jit. And the nigga came outside laughing was like, yeah, nigga, I heard you. And I'll never forget this shit. We got high, laughed that shit off. And the next day my mother asked me, what I was doing in the house. I said, what do you mean? She hit play on the ass from the same. And I was like, I was supposed to erase that. All the evidence in the world. And I'm just like telling, I was like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? It's right next to this. And don't forget to cut the gas off on the stove. I was just like
1: incriminated y'all.
2: I incriminated the shit out myself I was just like and, uh, I sit back and I laugh I just
1: remember that night it was very smoky in that motherfucking car and that's when Dwayne came back with the the homemade college bongs and shit and he was showing us how they uh Smoke out of uh, make like makeshift bongs.
2: Yeah, we were smoking out of apples and shit. Some shit I ain't never seen before. Pepsi, Pepsi Pepsi cans. I was like, man. And he was he he brought that college living life back up here because he was rolling the smallest J's I ever seen in my life. I was like way past I was like, Why are three people on this little ass (laughs) j? This not even this is this is literally
1: This is what this is what like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen? Seventeen, eighteen,
2: nineteen. Yeah, hey, that's how you knew times was rough for them. Yeah.
1: No bullshit. College life
2: shit. And that's and that's another reason why I didn't do school because I know me. At that time I was the I was the I don't, don't wanna say people pleaser, but I, I went with the flow. So like if somebody came by my classroom and they was teaching and they was like, Hey man, we about to go do something." I'd be like, Man, I'm out. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like I would just go, I mean, and then you to college, so it's not like the teacher be like, Where you going? Yeah. They okay, do It's it's this is all on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's up to you okay, got to uh to grasp this material, take these test pass and you know, get your degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I I know me. And then I'm gonna be like I don't like the way you're talking or you're talking too fast yeah. and you're not going to, you're not going to slow down or compensate for each student. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm a I'm an audio learner.
1: If you're a person what's the um, what are you calling when they both visual and hands on? And
2: well, no. I, I, I forgot what it's called.
1: If you're one of the type of people that learn like that sometimes um, depending on the instructor like, if you will actually grasp the information on that. Yeah. Like, um, I will say, like, college is not for people who have, like, a 30-second attention span. Like, <laughs> like if a butterfly came in the room and that's it, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you focus on that shit, that's it. But it's, it's not for everyone. But I will say, if you want to take a class just to, like, get it out your system, you can go to community college for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Until you make your mind up if that's what you realize like want to do. Because people don't realize this shit is... Sometimes it may be a waste of your time. Yeah. You know, you spend all that money and go to school and then you like, fuck, I ain't doing shit with this shit. You know?
2: I knew when I graduated high school that working was going to be my next step. And... And I wasn't... I literally didn't have a plan. Okay. Like, like it wasn't like, all right, I want to, I want to become a, a pilot or I want to, you know, play football or nothing like that. Like all my, right. my, lo- my lost, the loss of love of football happened in high school when one of my, uh, classmates, father became the coach and it became, uh, basically a place where if you didn't ride the son's coach's dick, you wasn't playing. And I was like, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in this zone busting out two-a-days. And, you know what I'm saying? I got to be around this motherfucker and kiss his ass just to get a little shine or acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't with that shit. That ain't me. So, for me, um, my first job, like most people, was McDonald's. And I got, I got fired on my day off like Craig,
0: and um,
2: it was bad. But after that, um, I had a couple of other little bullshit jobs. But when I started working at this construction supply place, I kind of flourished. Um, starting out in the warehouse, I became assistant manager, and I got into the sales field. Then I realized that my gift was the gift of gab. Once I yeah once I once I acquire <laughs> enough knowledge about the product, I can sell it to you. Oh, you know really? what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like been the focus of my field, and then life started happening and all of that other crazy stuff. Where you just
0: saying, like what started happening?
2: <laughs> yeah, literally, life. Yes. Like um, uh, let me see. What I can't, I can't think of the year off the top of my head but I uh okay alright this is what happened so I was you know working at the job or whatever and I'm fairly new to the uh, sales position right
0: okay but you have I
2: tell you that. yeah so <laughs> this guy comes in black dude Young, probably around my age. I was in my you know, early twenties at the time. He asked for a job application. I was like, "Cool, no problem." Let me go grab it. This is back in the day, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Back when people were still doing paper applications. <laughs> it's rare it's these days. days, but yeah.
1: Oh, I remember. So
2: I get him the application. He asked to use the bathroom. I said sure. I pointed it out. He went to the bathroom and he left. It's like around 11:15. 11, 11, I go to lunch at 12:30. 12:30 come I uh you know tell my coworkers I'm about to go to lunch. All right. I go outside and my car is gone. <gasps> <What> the- <laughs> so now at the time I was cool with my brother and I thought that you know maybe he um move my car because <laughs> we we mess around like that sometimes okay, okay, okay. so i called him he said no nah, i ain't even on that side of town cool i asked the guys next door because they fuck around too and they'll like use the big ass forklift that they have and they'll move the shit they said no <laughs> i go back in i look at the security camera and the guy that i gave the application to came in Took the application and went in the parking lot and stole my car. At the time, it, the fuck? yeah, I had, I had it was like a it was like an eighty eight Delta or something like that. So it was like an easy mark. But I was like, this motherfucker came in, smiled in my face, and stole my goddamn car. He really didn't know it was my car, but he just so happened to be talking to his victim. <laughs> and I was like, why me? Out of, out of all people, out why out me? All people, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? So. Uh a month goes by. I get a letter in the mail from this tow yard, right? And right up there in Capitol Heights on Richie Road, they's telling me that my vehicle has been there for like 29 days and I owe X amount of dollars in storage fee. I'm like, how the fuck do I owe storage fee when my car was stolen? Yeah. I go up to the storage yard uh, I get a copy of the police report yeah. um and it said that it was found the day that it was stolen on central avenue oh. um they ran out of gas now at this time, George Bush was in the office and gas was like four dollars a gallon, yeah, exactly. right yeah. Mm-hmm. so. Niggas was stealing gas. Yeah,
1: niggas was ciphering gas <laughs> out so of niggas. I
2: had I, I had that shit because I had a, I had an issue with my gas tank uh with somebody stealing gas, uh, or well, at least I thought it was because I came outside and my gas tank was open. So I had this this gas cap lock that when you closed it, it like spread open, so you couldn't remove it, and you had to unlock it with oh, a key. A key. Okay. So they couldn't get in there. Yeah. <clears throat> so these niggas ran out of gas. Joyriding or whatever, left the car right there, and they got, you know what I'm saying, taken to the salvage shop. I get up there, I got a cop and police report. I'm like, look, I ain't paying shit. Bring me my car. That's what's going to happen. they telling me, uh, no, we need an officer to come release it and all this other bullshit. I get on the phone with PGPD. They call somebody up there. And 10 minutes after the cop arrives, and I'm explaining the situation. I see my car coming down the road on the back of a tow truck being brought into the yard. What these motherfuckers didn't say up front is that they had my car up at Timonium in their main yard and they was about to sell the bitch.
1: Oh, shit.
2: So they was covering up with the bullshit <laughs> yeah. because they told me my shit was here in Capital Heights. I was yeah. like, you motherfuckers are just going to take my shit because you thought yeah. I abandoned my vehicle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got my fucking car back. I went off on a lady that worked inside. I really shouldn't have because she was technically just doing a job, but fuck her. And, um, I get into my car. My ignition is fucked up. There's blunt guts everywhere. Um, uh, Remember, niggas used to have, uh, big books of CD cases. Yes. All my, all the, they didn't take the book. They took every, all the rings with the CDs out of it. Uh. There was a book bag with like homework in it. Yeah. Somebody's weave. I was like, <laughs> this <laughs> shit is ridiculous, man. I don't know what they did in my car in those few short hours, but they was, they was lit. Right. And I was just like, yeah. I should have known then that that was like the start of my life going, <laughs> in a, a crazy direction.
0: Oh, shit. Cause I was
2: just like, out of all people, oh, they they took my shit. I just yeah. became a target. And I was just like, it's it's, it's not
0: wow.
2: it's not fair. And and to be quite honest, it didn't get much better after that. <laughs> I ain't saying that I didn't have any, you know, highlights and everything. Cause I, <laughs> I do. But it just it got weirder and weirder. You <laughs> okay. know what I'm saying? It's like um uh, what can I think happened next? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it, it's is if, if I'm thinking lineage wise. Um, besides the time, okay, yeah, okay, I do remember um, when I got my car back, and I was I got Tony to replace my steering column, and. I had, I got all this work done, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that I'm about to sell this car, I'm about to give me something else. I saved up my money. And I had left the car there at the house to get like a radiator put in or something like that. So at the time, I was working right down the street from the house. So I called the bus. Okay. I come home, hopping off the bus, and I walk past my car and I just see this blue streak. All along the driver's side, right? And I'm just like
0: what the fuck? Huh <laughs>
2: So your cousin comes out the house who owns a blue roadmaster. He's like, I, I was gonna call you about that.
1: <laughs> solid.
2: And I'm just looking at my car and listening to him and like, you know how someone telling you some bullshit and you don't need nothing. just hear yeah.
1: go, wah wah wah, wah, wah. He's like,
2: <laughs> You heard me? I was like What happened? I was I was turning around and I overcompensated and I touched your car. And um, look, I'm already on four different payment plans with people and I can just put you on the list. And I looked at him. I looked at him and was like. What? He was like, yeah, man, just let me know what you want to do. I just walked away. I just walked away. I sold the car. I I just you know, and I put use that money for the down payment of my new car. I just like
0: Oh shit. He said I was gonna
2: call you. I, was, I said I when did when when, when did when did this happen? It was like eleven o'clock. It's four thirty right now.
1: Nah nigga, you were not gonna
2: call. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was that was coming up with an excuse time. And all that time had elapsed. So
0: Oh shit. that's
2: that's my life.
0: Oh shit. You know
2: shit. We'll, we'll, Regardless to what anybody says, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that I have the best of luck. I'm not saying I have the worst of luck, Dog. but I do have weird occurrences. It
1: be it be some wild ass stories. Again, I'm just glad you got your platform where like you can realize. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: tell the stories. You know, because people realize. I said once, oh man, when you told me about. This story, when you was at the bar, some and somebody was pregnant, and it was a uh, drinking, <laughs> it was a drinking bartender, but she was pregnant. Oh, and the, asked the, you for the, the cigarette.
2: The, the no, the, <laughs> it was it was me, my nephew, <laughs> and uh, she, it was Lil D, Donnie, Kevin, and Spider, and like literally, that's how we sat at the bar, like. The, the names i lined up is how we said i was sat at the end and um the 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 bartender that was on the end servicing them mm-hmm. happened to be pregnant and i okay, guess yeah, kind of yeah. Okay. Okay, and she okay. and they yeah. were uh they were conversing and i'm just looking at a distance i knew that she was making up like special drinks or whatever just to you know, give them a feel what they wanted to drink. I didn't know she was taking shots until someone had mentioned it, so I was like, Wow, she's <laughs> she's pregnant, clearly pregnant, and also drinking alcohol. Mm. And when I went outside to smoke a cigarette, um, probably five minutes into that, she comes outside and asks for a light with a cigarette in her hand. And I'm just <laughs> like, I just turned around, I was like, I ain't got one. <laughs>
0: And, yeah, my, and my and my man, who,
2: who apparently didn't judge, was like, "Here you go." I was just like, I, "CPS, somebody call CPS." This child does not have a fit mother. So uh, now that you bring up that night, it was something else. That, oh, uh, something that happened that night, right? So that was a spur the moment trip. Like originally we were supposed to go somewhere else, we ended up at Friday. Okay, so. Um, I end up sitting next to these two ladies. Um, they both have to be from Georgia. I started a conversation with them. And uh, one of the girls ended up leaving, and a guy comes and sits in her seat.
0: Yeah.
2: And random guy, never met him from Adam. He sparks up a conversation while he's ordering his drink from the bartender, right? he's like, what you drinking? I tell him and he says, yeah, I came over with this drink because I frequent this, you know, this this Friday's a lot. You should try it. It's actually pretty good. I said, sure. Okay. Oh. The bartender brings the drink. He, the guy takes his straw, takes the wrapper out of the straw, puts his straw in the drink, drinks it, right?
0: Oh, shit.
2: He drinks the drink and then he says, hey man, you want to try it? I said, I said, I'll probably try one later on. He takes his straw out of the drink and puts it next to my face. And I'm like this. And I'm like, oh. I was like...
0: You had
2: the drink
0: up to your face? Yeah. I,
2: and I'm looking out the corner of my eye and, uh, and my other eye, did. I'm looking at the bartender. The bartender stop wiping the glass and look, And I'm like, nah, I'm good, bruh. He was like, okay. And turned around. And I'm just like...
1: Yeah, man was real loud. I didn't give you a sip.
2: He was about to rape my face with this glass. And and no one saw this or came, to, except for the bartender and came to my aid so I'm scared on the inside at this point right the nigga gets up and walks away I stand up and look over to my four folks and I'm like nigga ain't nobody see the nigga try to force the drink on me and shit they was like oh, I thought you knew him I said dog this <laughs> happens to me this happens to me when, when you see something weird help the bartender leans over and said, hey, bro, I thought you were going to drink that shit. I'm like, fuck no, I didn't know this nigga. Hey. So, so he comes back. He pays his bill. He leaves. When he leaves, I move to the other side of the bar. My man Donnie comes over and joins me. We start conversation with these table of girls. Like 45 minutes later, the guy comes back. In a whole different outfit and he's looking around the bar. I don't know I don't know I don't know what he did why he changed clothes and came back, but it looked like he was looking for me. And I was I was hiding. I was in the booth hiding, trying to stay away from this nigga. Donnie was like, Hey, ain't that your man? I said, Dog. It's time to go. It's time to go. Yeah.
0: Hey
2: look, I can't make this shit up. I got witnesses. I got witnesses. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, it it was like a regular Sunday outing that that went left. Outing. That went left. Like, I was like, we spent too much time here. We spent too much time (laughs) here, and now this happened. I got. This shit is out of order. You know? it's, it's, It's. I don't know.
0: Oh
2: shit! You know, I'm glad that my pain brings people joy <laughs> because, because your face is turning red right now, and you're a black woman. This shit is this shit is bad, oh, people. Shit. This shit is bad.
1: You know, I'm goofy as hell. I can't help it. I laugh at everything. Yeah. I tell people in advance, like I am not the friend you bring around for a top secret quiet mission. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, we going to jail. <laughs> I apologize in advance. We going no, to jail. I'm a cackle. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm going to cackle.
2: Let you do some some dumb shit in, in the wrong place. <laughs>
1: That's
2: it. You know what I'm saying? I'm
1: giving this up.
2: <laughs> if if I get caught, hey, look, it caught us. This shit was too hey, funny. But
1: that was my shit in school, though, when I was a little girl. is I used to get in trouble in class for fucking laughing and talking as a kid. Like... I used to get in trouble because I used to always sit beside the motherfucking class clowns and shit. And I'm in trouble because I'm laughing <laughs> at their jokes, but the teacher don't hear them joking; they just hear me laughing. So I used to get kicked out of class and be told you can't sit next to certain people in class. You know, I used to get in trouble for laughing all
2: the time. I used to make just people. I used to make people laugh, and I was dead serious. You was,
1: you can say something that is like a million times with the straightest motherfuckers
2: that's because I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> I'm speaking with conviction from my heart like this this shit really happened to what? me you know what I'm saying
1: I guess because it's like your tone, you
2: stay in the same tone when you tell the stories. Because so, I'm, don't I'm, don't I'm, I'm living in that moment in my head when I'm telling. Like I just like I'm, I'm bright. It's like a, a fade to a fade back to that memory in my mind. And I, yeah, I remember. I remember everything: the emotion, the intensity, the sadness. You know what I'm saying oh shit i was uh <laughs> last sunday we had a, a surprise cookout for my mother i was oh. talking. i was talking to my god sister and i was like i remember the time we was just, just talking about growing up in the house i was like i remember one time i got smart with my mother and i tried to outrun her and i thought because of my youth <laughs> Minus her experience, that I could get away. I was like, all I gotta do is get out the house, and bet. Like it started in the dining room. Got out the dining room. I heard her coming. Went to the front door. Got the bottom lock unlocked. Yank top lock on.
0: <laughs> Shit.
2: I turn around. I I go right. She cut me off on the other side of the coffee table. I was like, I got it. I'm gonna juke my mother. I went left and fake back right and I just saw rings coming.
1: Oh, that's what she used to have all the and rings. She used to have
2: rings all on her face. I all just saw I saw rings coming and then I remember waking up seeing red, blue, and black dots. <laughs> I didn't I don't yeah. I don't remember the hit. <laughs> I remember waking up from being hit.
1: God damn.
2: And she said, Now take your smart ass mouth upstairs. Yeah. I'm over, don't even That's when no she more. She
1: was Miss B. Like, you better not play with Miss B. Man. No, I just I, I said for my life coming over this yard Because I was like, One wrong move.
2: <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. But she's
1: so chill now. You wouldn't think she, you wouldn't not think that.
2: Because you so chill, you couldn't even let a teardrop fall you had no. to have the strongest eyelids in the world yeah. because if you let a teardrop fall that meant that you didn't respect nothing she said and then the backhand would be so quick It yeah. just like why is my face hot and then you feel the pain
1: <laughs> For the
2: exactly alright how you doing on time Yeah, got get ready Scott? You no, know,
1: life as a mom you know you gotta pick up your chats and shit from grandma's house because they'd be like, I'm leaving around this certain time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, before you get out of here, why don't you tell the people where they can reach you at?
1: So, I am reinventing my Instagram. Okay. So far, I'm building it, but you all can follow me on Instagram too. It is the nicest universe. T-H-A-N-I-C-E-S-T Universe, U N I B E R S E. Of course, Facebook is just Ladaria, L A D A R I A. I do post my business as well. Um, I, I try to be very inspirational um, every day because that's real life how I live my life. Like I ain't <laughs> that's, yeah. that's real life how I live my life. You know, I believe in being happy, so I choose to be fucking happy. So this is. It's all I know. I'm sorry. But um, I do try to be real and genuine on my social media. So, you know, forgive me for cursing. That's just how I talk. You know, I can't help it. I don't think I'm stop. So, <laughs> it is It is what it is.
2: Hey, you know, if, if God knows you know, your heart, you know.
1: I mean, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well. Um, but, yep, I'm on those two pl- platforms right now. So, check me out. I'll try to post a little bit more daily now that I'm rebuilding both of my social
2: media sites. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. And um, what was the website name again for Scentsy?
1: So my Scentsy website is T-H-A-N-I-C-E-S-T dot Cincy, Scentsy S-C-E-N T-S-Y dot U-S. Yes, I have to spell for people out here.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: But, yep, come check me out. And you can also um, send me a message if you got questions about products on my website as well. I will respond unless you're a scammer or something. You know, I'm not going to respond because I get those type of questions as well. But, um, yeah, you can find me on here or, if, you know, you know him personally, turns personally. You can get in touch with me that way too.
2: Yeah, and, um, I got all the time in the world for scammers. I, I keep them on the phone for hours. We go grocery shopping. We talk to random people and everything. As long as I'm talking to you, you can't go out there and work somebody else. I mean, some days I don't got time, but when I got time, nigga, you gonna remember this story. You gonna remember this story. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going by gift card racks and stores and read numbers off of there. Yeah, try this one. Damn, hold on. Let me get my MasterCard. Man, I would hate you. Hey. <laughs> like I said, when I got time, I got time. But...
0: I enjoyed this.
2: I, I appreciate you coming by. I know you got a busy schedule and everything. You know, it's hard to... Uh, Thank you
1: for the invite. Like, I feel so
2: fucking special. You know? Well, I had to. I knew if I, you know, did all this and put it out there and then we're like...
1: Hey,
2: <laughs> and just walked off. Yeah, like up. that's <laughs> how you feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, speaking of that, um, there is a uh, Juneteenth uh, cookout that's going on next year. Um, where you can set up as a vendor.
1: Okay, cool. I'm, I'm going
2: to give you the information about that. Okay. And, um, once I, uh, once I get all those details together, I'm going to start posting it more on my sites. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Oh, yeah. Make sure you reach, uh, check this out on everywhere uh, podcasts are available Anchor FM, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. And Apple coming real soon. You, so, you can also check this out at YouTube at I Can't Make This Up. Instagram, I Can't Make This Up PC. Facebook, Landover Presents I Can't Make This Up podcast. I am your host, the Landover legend, a.k.a. Big T please like share subscribe and all that other youtube stuff as far as comments go and everything like that i take all comments and i delete negative ones if i feel as though it's necessary or i'll get some comedians or whatever to uh talk about you (laughs) you know all depends on how i'm feeling you know but uh thanks everyone for tuning in we'll see you next time